Father, we thank you for today. I pray that you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts with fertile soil, feet that want to run with obedience, and minds to comprehend. I pray that we would remember you. In Jesus' name, amen. What I wanted to look at is three reasons why Jesus' birth matters. And then after that, today, we're going to take communion. Number one, Jesus came to give his life as a ransom for many. Do you know who's a part of that many today? <clears throat> you and I. The world. Jesus desired that not one would perish. So what he did is he gave his life for a ransom. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus, the Son of Man, didn't come to be served. He came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for you. See, many people seem to participate in serving others because of what they get out of it. They feel good about it, right? They get recognition. They get a clear conscience. Or they benefit by serving someone. How many of you guys have ever served someone because what you can get out of it? The rest of you are liars. Sorry, this weather change got me a little uh, stuffy. But um, Jesus never did that. When Jesus came to die, he came to serve you and I. Are you that good of a person to be served? When I think about it, I'm not. Sometimes I think of when Paul said he was the worst, or he said, I am the worst of sinners. How many of you guys ever feel like Paul when he says, I'm the worst of sinners? I feel that way. So why could a perfect being, a virgin birth, come to serve me, to give his life for a ransom? See, when I slow down and I'm not distracted, that video breaks my heart. See, but I can be so distracted by things that I want to accomplish. I can be so distracted by, thank you, things in life. I can be so distracted by politics or people or problems or sickness or dreams that I miss it. And what I see right now is a world that is distracted and they're missing it. There's not a heart connection because we forget about the value of the birth of Jesus. See, the real reason serving um, should come about is, yet the real reason for serving is always concerned with the well-being of the one being served. So serving isn't about you. Serving is about the well-being of the other person. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus came to serve you and I in our mess, in our weakness, in our sickness, 
in our mourning, in our sin. He loved us so much that he gave his life for a ransom in our mess. See, Jesus had to do this as there was no other way for you and I to be redeemed. See, if Jesus wasn't born, there was no other way for you to be redeemed other than to be what? Perfect. The only way that you could go to heaven is if you were perfect. So the only way, because you're not perfect and you couldn't be perfect because your parents weren't perfect and you have their blood. And even if your parents were perfect, their parents weren't perfect. And even if they were perfect, Adam wasn't perfect. And Noah wasn't perfect. And guess where you came from? Adam and Eve. So you have Adam and Eve's blood. So therefore, you have sinner's blood within your DNA. So you needed a savior. You needed to be redeemed. And Jesus loved, loved us so much that he was willing to be that redemption. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 19. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. That's what I just spoke about, right? You weren't redeemed with gold and silver. You're not redeemed by the things that you do. But what were you and I redeemed with? What can you and I be redeemed with? But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without <clears throat> blemish or defect. Amen? Jesus came to redeem you and I. Jesus laid himself down, laid his life down on the cross so that he could stand in place of a guilty sinner and offer himself as a substitute. Amen? Isn't that what we should focus on each day? <clears throat> what we get focused on is how this person offended us. And then Macy and I will talk about how someone offended me. And then it's like it just goes on and on and on. And it's like, what if I just look to the cross? What if I just remembered what Jesus had done for me? Or we get distracted. I'm not distracted by Ohio State losing last night. Not at all. Right? Not one bit. Come on, somebody. <clears throat> I haven't talked to anyone about it this morning. I didn't call Mark after the game and my dad after the game. I did none of that. Wow. I wasn't texting anyone. My heart rate wasn't up during the game. Of course it was. <clears throat> you want to know why? Because I'm distracted. Because, and I'm not saying inherently that that's bad. But what I recognize is sometimes Ohio State football gets my heart beating a little bit more than Jesus does. Now I'm stepping on toes. <clears throat> and what I have to remember is that Jesus redeemed me. Jesus set me free. He was willing to pay the price of ransom on the cross. So Jesus gave his life as a ransom for many. Shouldn't we remember this? Number two, Jesus came to call the sick to repent. Luke chapter 5, 31 through 32. Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. And it could be so easy for us to think, well, I'm the righteous, there's no sinners, or, you know, we know who the sinners are. Well, Scripture will tell us something different that we'll get to here in a minute. 
Jesus here puts it in, in simple terms that we can understand because we have all been sick. That's what's going on here. We've all been sick. And doctor doesn't need to help you if you are well. He only helps the sick. So how many of you guys are not sick today? Raise your hand. Okay, so if you're not sick today, I mean, the rest of you, I'm, I'm not eating at the potluck because there's a lot of hands in here that are not being raised. <laughs> My God. I want to ask it again just to make sure. How many of you guys are not sick today? All right. All right. Well, all the sick people, God bless you. <laughs> so those who are not sick, are you going to your doctor tomorrow? You're not. See, what we all need to have a posture of is understanding how far we are from God. From the standpoint of our sin has created a gap. Create this meekness within us. See, you don't go to the doctor if you're not sick. Similarly, sinners are in desperate need of salvation, which only comes through repentance and faith in Jesus. Apart from Jesus, people will die in their sins. So the sinners are the sick who need Jesus. John 8, 24. I told you that you will die in your sins if you do not believe that I am he. You will indeed die in your sins. See, if we don't get rid, if we don't repent, if we don't get rid of that sin in our life, we will die in it. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Now, I know this is a good season crowd in here, so it's not as scary because we know that Jesus paid the price. But maybe you feel like you're not sick, or maybe you feel like you've never been sick, and you're a good person. But Romans 3.23 makes this explicitly clear to us. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. See, we either believe the Bible or we don't. And what the Bible tells us is all of us have sinned. Now, we don't want to amen that. We don't like sinning. We don't affirm sinning. God has a standard. But what we recognize is as a sinner, we need a Savior. As a sinner, we have to repent. We have to <clears throat> turn from our evil ways, and we have to turn back to God. We have all sinned. We have all been sick. And some of us in this room might be sick now, spiritually speaking. Because apparently, because we can't raise our hand, half the room has Ebola. <laughs> Jesus paid the ransom. Jesus made the first move. Now he is allowing sinners to respond to that act of grace. And how is he allowing sinners to respond to that act of grace? To repent and to turn from their sin in their life and to turn to him. Amen? Amen. So Jesus came to give his life as a ransom. Jesus came and Jesus' birth is important to allow us to repent. And finally, look, we could go on this for the rest of eternity, but because it was, because we're celebrating Christmas today, it's a shortened service, and I get all my Christmas presents from you guys after service, right? And your kids get all the presents after service as well. So kids, double, double Christmas too. 
The final reason that we're going to talk about today is Jesus came to give eternal life. Shouldn't we focus on that? Shouldn't we be excited about that? Eternal life. See, I don't remember what the book was called. I haven't read it. Essentially, the cover explained it. But it was essentially discussing this idea about Christians being atheists, living as atheists, a Christian who would profess God as Savior, profess Jesus as Savior, but live as if and believe as if within their hearts and their actions were as if he never lived. I think we see some of that within the global climate of the church right now. There's this action, there's a belief, but yet there's this heart that doesn't believe that when you pray that God is listening. They get so frustrated when bad things happen to good, good people. There's a lack of trust, there's a lack of worship, there's a lack of desire to be in his presence. But Jesus came to give eternal life, and we should celebrate that. See, the best gift, better than any Christmas gift that one could ever receive is what? Eternal life. The best gift. But because we have Christian atheists, we forget about what paradise will look like one day. We forget about how great and free and at peace for the rest of time we get to spend with loved ones who put their faith and repented of their sins in Jesus Christ. We get to spend time with them for the rest of eternity. We've forgotten about that because there's many people who are Christian atheists and just do life and do the Christian walk because they feel obligated to and they're hoping to win a lottery ticket. There is heaven and there is hell and heaven is a place where there will be no more sickness, no more death, where we will have authority, where we will have a purpose here on earth once again. See, the book of Revelation is gonna tell us what? That God creates a new heaven and a new earth. So we're not gonna be these just spirit beings one day, floating like what we think angels look like with wings, playing a harp or whatever, I don't even know, playing strings, how about that? We're all, all not going to be playing strings in heaven. I'm playing a harp, right? <laughs> it's all the Christmas food. We're not all going to be with wings as these mystic beings in heaven playing strings. Heaven will be here on earth according to Scripture. We're going to have physical bodies. We're going to have relationships. We're going to have roles and responsibilities. But see... Jesus came to give eternal life. We forget about eternal life because we're a generation of people and probably just all generations of people are this. God, what have you done for me lately? I didn't plan to be preaching today, but it's not Christmas. So I actually have a little bit more time. But we're a generation of people who say, what have you done for me lately, God? What have you done for me lately? And what happens is, is when we have global crisis going on, we don't see what God has done for us lately. And we forget about that, that he gave his life for a ransom. We forget about that he gave, by his grace, he gives us and enables us the ability to repent of our sins. And then we forget because of global crisis. We forget 
that he came to give us eternal life, the best gift that anyone could ever receive. I just think that the dichotomy of how I can get excited about an Ohio State football win and then how I lack in the excitement sometimes of my salvation. And then I say, God, why do I lack so much in my salvation? And then that's where he meets me. Amen? The best gift we can receive, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Remember that, remember that, remember that, remember that. Remember that you have the opportunity to have everlasting life. Eternal life comes to those who follow and put their faith in Jesus Christ. Eternal life comes to those who repent of their sins. You and I get to escape hell and death because of Jesus. The best Christmas gift ever. So today what I wanted to do is, I wanted to take communion. Do this in remembrance of me. Today, can we remember Jesus? Can we remember not being distracted that he gave his life as a ransom? Can we remember that he, by his grace, he allows us to turn from our wicked ways and to turn to him? Can we remember that he has given us the ability to have everlasting life in eternity with him. What else do you want? What else do you want other than everlasting life? I want nothing else. Now, sometimes my life says I want other things, and that's where I need to repent. But if it wasn't for Jesus' birth, we have none of this. Amen? None of this. Lynn, I was going to wonder if you could play some piano for us. I know you're not prepared, but we're going to take some uh, communion. And how we're going to do this is um, I'm going to walk us through some scriptures, and then just as a family, as an individual, you're going to come up here, you're going to grab the elements, and then um, take it as um, with your family, say a prayer with your family. If you need prayer, then um, the elders can come up here as well. So um, Luke chapter 22, verse 16 through 20. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After the cup, he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And then he took the bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So as we take communion today, before you come up here, as the Spirit leads you, remember him today. Remember what he has done for you. 
Now just don't get caught up in the emotions of the music or the cadence of my speech or that it's Christmas today. Just analyze your life and say, God, I've fallen short. I've been distracted. Or maybe you're on a spiritual high and you're like, God, I just love you so, 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 so much. I thank you for all that you've done for me. Thank you for your body. Thank you for your blood. Don't take it in vain, right? But with communion, we can partake in communion because Jesus was the sacrifice. Right? Let's pray. And then as God leads you, come up, grab the bread, grab the elements, but analyze your hearts. Father, I pray that today would be a day of breakthrough for many of us, that we would remember you, that we would remember you, that we would remember your sacrifice, that we would turn from our sin and we would turn to you. In Jesus' name, amen. As you guys feel led, come on up. Just spend some time individually or with your family, with someone around you.
Let's pray. Father, I just know that remembering you is a powerful tool. I know that when I remember you, it's hard to sin. When I remember you, it's hard to complain. When I remember you, it's hard to not have hope. When I remember you, it's hard to not have peace. Father, I pray that we would remember your son. We would not only remember his birth, Father, we would also remember his death. Father, that if we wake up tomorrow, that we would remember you. That as we interact with the, the world and the, the body today, Father, that we would remember you. Father, we thank you for Jesus. I pray that as we move into this next year, that we would remember you. Father, I pray that you would align our hearts with yours, break our hearts for what breaks yours. I pray for a revival and renewal within this church and community. Father, within all the communities that we represent, pray that you would bless this food to our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen.